Welcome to our regular episode of Business Wise. This is a podcast series for entrepreneurs interested in expanding through learning and applying the management system discovered and developed by humanitarian philosopher and administrator, Mr. L. Ron Hubbard. Do you know how to survey? I have asked dozens of members this question, and virtually all of them say uh, no, or I have no idea. On 2 September 1979, Mr. Hubbard wrote an article entitled, Surveys are the Key to Stats. For whatever reason, this one line seems to be common knowledge amongst the WISE membership. Almost everyone knows it. But you want to know something interesting? Very, very, very few of the WISE members use surveys. I even have members in the marketing business, and even they don't do or use surveys. Most consider they need to hire a specialist to do a survey for them. Marketing research specialists, in other words. And in the rare circumstance where they, quote, have a survey done, end quote, it is normally done at significant expense and only once every half century or so. Why do you think that is? Well, for one thing, I think most have a misunderstood word on what the word survey means. Quote, everyone, end quote, knows what it means. But a spot check of the members discovers that they actually mostly don't. So let's start by looking it up with my old friend, Mr. Oxford. Survey. So this is the verb definition. Number one, of a person or their eyes, look carefully and thoroughly at someone or something, especially so as to appraise them. And the example they give here is, her green eyes surveyed him coolly. All right. Look over carefully, thoroughly at someone or something to appraise them or try and figure them out a little bit. Definition number two. Okay, that's a pretty simple definition we have so far. Let's look at number two here. Examine and record the area and features of an area of land so as to construct a map plan or description. I would say this is not the definition that applies. So let's look at definition three. Investigate the opinions or experience of a group of people, for example, by asking them questions. Definition three, investigate the opinions or experience of a group of people by asking them questions. Example given is 95% of patients surveyed were satisfied with the health service. Hmm. That does not seem to be a very complicated or complex definition. So let's see if there's a more complex one. Nope, not under the verb. Let's look at the noun. Okay, there's only two definitions for the noun. Survey. A general view, examination, or description of someone or something. The author provides a survey of the relevant literature. General view, examination, or description. That's a survey. Okay. So it's kind of a, a look at something, a description of something. That's a survey. Okay. That's not very complicated. All right. Number two. An act of surveying an area of land. No, no, no. That's, we're not doing land. So that can't be the right definition. That's it. Those are the two definitions for the noun. 
It's an examination, a general view, a description of someone or something. The origin is Middle English, late Middle English, in the sense examine and ascertain the condition of, from Anglo-Norman French, surveiller, from medieval Latin, supervidere. I haven't spoken Latin quite a few centuries. From super, over, plus videre, to see. The early sense of the noun, late 15th century, was supervision. Okay, this is a simple word. It means to look. It means to view, to observe, with a purpose, to appraise or get the value of, to get the characteristics of. It's to observe. So if you're with me so far, you might be very surprised at the simplicity of the definitions. When I ask members for the definitions of survey or a definition of survey, they either say they don't know or get into complex definitions as though this is a highly technical term. This is a very simple term. Can you look carefully and thoroughly? Can you investigate the opinions and experiences of others by asking questions? Can you do those two things? Okay, you know how to survey. In fact, you probably already do more surveying than you realize. For some reason, for a little while, I became a bit of a business guru for roadside salespeople. Uh, these are the, the guys and the gals out there selling rugs or sunglasses or paintings or what have you along the road or in a parking lot somewhere. And uh, they had annual conventions and they would invite me to speak at their conventions and I would teach them a thing or two about uh, Hubbard management. But I also pointed out to them that they use more Hubbard management than they realize. Now, this isn't uncommon. If you are having success in business and you are studying LRH administrative technology, you will discover in his works many things you are doing or partially doing. Uh, and you will discover quickly the things that you are doing that make you successful. This is very important, by the way, that you discover and don't assume the things that you do that are leading to your success. Because few people really know why they are successful, including, by the way, best-selling business gurus who tell you all about their successful actions without really knowing what they are. That's another story. Back to our roadsiders. So in one talk, I validated them for their consummate skill as surveyors. Of course, they had no idea what I was talking about. But then I pointed out that uh, I had observed roadsiders setting up and putting on clear display for all cars passing by, the rugs or paintings they uh, were thinking would attract the most consumers. And if after an hour or so they saw the number of potential customers as slow or not picking up, they would bring down that display and try another one and fill around with their display until they discovered that the Bengal tiger slinking through the jungle drew the biggest crowd. Yeah, that's a survey, isn't it? You're looking, you're observing, you're seeing how people react to something. You are surveying. Yes, there is technology to surveying as there is a technology to anything, and it can become very sophisticated, but in the absence of more advanced technology, use your basics. Look, investigate observe and note down, very importantly, note down what you have observed for use in your marketing and PR efforts. They will be a hundred times more effective if you 
use what you are surveying, okay, or the results of your surveys. Okay, let's take a look at some examples from Mr. Hubbard's article, Surveys of the Key to Stats, because he gives some invaluable direction on how to survey that you should be doing regularly, like all the time, not just once every three or four years you do a survey or hire someone to do a survey. Surveying is a continual thing. Okay, you need to be aware of what you're doing. So he starts out this article, he says here, to find out what people want or will accept or will believe one does surveys. It is not hard to do surveys. When you have one done, the data should be used. The real fault in doing surveys is not using the result in promotion. Um, I have observed people doing surveys. They're not aware that they're doing surveys, but they actually are doing surveys, but then they don't tabulate the data. This is me talking now. I'm not reading this from Mr. Hubbard, but they, they make observations and then they don't uh, record it and they don't tabulate it and therefore they don't use it. So whenever you're surveying, now that we've cleared up the word survey, you want to make sure you're carefully noting down what you are observing and the results of your survey. Okay. Okay. So he says you and your org, and once again, org is short for organization. You and your org are involved in exchanging valuables for valuables. You offer a valuable service in return for valuable money. So in surveying, you are an actual fact seeking to know what service that you can do will people consider valuable enough to give money or valuables for. When you have this answer, you have the answer to prosperity stats. Stats short for statistics. Your income is going to go up. Your profits are going to go up. You are surveying with this purpose in mind. What service that you can do will people consider valuable enough to give money or valuables for? Okay, and that's the purpose and objective here when you're doing a survey, whatever survey you're using. Okay, so here he goes. He says um, promotion. Promotion done without survey, magazine ads without survey, flyers without survey. You are doing it blind. This also goes for internet promotion. Okay, and internet, social media, public relations, and so forth. You need to survey. Otherwise, you're just going at it blind. Uh, Mr. Robert goes on to say, it's pathetic to realize that you might be within an eighth of an inch of the right offering without making it. Sort of like digging two feet away from the gold vein and getting an empty hole when you could have a million-dollar mine. Working without surveys, you could spend thousands a month on promotion and lose it all. Or working with surveys, you could spend hundreds on promotion and make hundreds of thousands. Don't you think this makes sense then? I, I don't know what your marketing budget's like. I don't, it's probably not too large. I mean, I advocate strongly investing in promotion, but you could be wasting it if you're not using surveys and using the results of your surveys. He goes on to say this, it all depends on knowing how to do surveys, doing them, really tabulating the results and using what you find. Okay, so now he goes into some examples here. His first example, he says, you can even do a survey out of invoices. So you look at your invoices, what services are you selling? What's selling the most? So you, you have a collection of invoices from the last month, the last several weeks or six weeks. What seems to be selling? Okay, now, how, what are we promising when we sell this? What is it that people would be responding to? What is it that we seem to offer in this item that's selling. So you're doing a survey of your invoices. Oh my goodness, look. All the stuff about weight loss is selling. 
you know, we offer several services here and we happen to, one of them we offer is weight loss. We're having a, uh, a marked increase in our uh, response. Uh, a lot of people are purchasing things relating to weight loss. Okay, so let's take a look at our message when we're promoting weight loss. What are we saying? What are we promising? What are we inferring? That's a survey. Now you now tabulate that data, put all that data down, write it down, and now you have uh, a pretty good idea of what uh, your public are going to respond to because you're, they're already responding to it. He says, you could review invoices to tabulate what part of the town or state your customers came from and saturate, fill up the area with promo and increase your delivery sales. So there you go. There's another way you can use invoices. Where, who are we selling to? What neighborhoods? Good. That's a survey. You're looking. You're asking questions. You're investigating. And that's a survey. So now we know that this zip code is the one where we get the greatest response. That's the one we're going to do the most investment in. So let's put these things together. He says, you could see by invoice survey what they bought and do a flyer on that and use that flyer to saturate that area. Okay, so we're getting a lot of response. Maybe it's not even a geographical area. Maybe it's a type of public. Maybe it's middle-aged men or uh, teenagers or, you know, you're looking through your survey. So what? We're selling a lot to teenagers. Good. Do a flyer on what that, what are they purchasing and what does that seem to be offering? Okay. Now we know we want to promote to that group or that public and we know what to promote to them because we've already discovered by investigating or surveying our invoices, our sales, this is the group. This is the age group or it could be the geographical group. This is where we're getting most of our sales. Let's saturate that area with our promotion. You're going to get a better response. You're going to make more income. Now, Mr. Harbour makes reference to something called success stories. These are testimonials from your winning customers or public. So he says success stories, taking all back success stories, particularly from an affluent period and finding out what the people were most appreciative about and then converting that to an offer and using it for promo is a vital action. So you should always collect testimonials. That's a survey. Like, I'm so pleased to hear that you're doing well uh, now that we've been servicing you. Please give us a little write-up, a testimonial on your uh, what you appreciate. So success stories and testimonials are valuable to put in your promotion, but it's also valuable in terms of surveying them and seeing what are people appreciative of, what are they talking about. That now gives you something that you can use to promote with, Okay. All right, now he goes into one of my very favorites, which is one also surveys past promotion. What gave the largest percent of response? He says promo, which returned 11% or 16% is phenomenal. You judge the accuracy of your survey by the success of the promo based upon it. If the success is not great, you resurvey. There's our roadsider. Okay, we put it all up there. Uh, that's a survey. We're not getting a lot of response. Let's change it. Okay, we start getting a high response. That's that's using your survey tech, uh, your survey technology. But surveying past promotion. Now he made reference to this earlier. Mr. Hubbard did. You want to particularly investigate affluent periods in the in the six to eight week period before that because that's generally where your outflow is. 
that generated that affluent income or response. So you're going to survey that and you're going to look at uh, what was the piece that we were using then and what were we talking about and uh, what was being offered. And you survey all that, you can come up, again, tabulating your results, recording your results. Okay, we know we're always successful when we promote the chimpanzee with the great teeth. I, I made a joke about that. It wasn't actually a joke. It's a true story. But in a recent podcast episode, I talked about surveying past promotion and finding that the beautiful woman with the beautiful teeth was not getting the same response as the chimpanzee with the great teeth. So we went back to the chimpanzee, you know. Now, you might want to try, uh, I don't know, an ostrich with teeth to see what happens. But that's a survey, too. But I wouldn't put a big investment in that. You know already. Just evaluate what is getting your response by surveying past promotion. Mr. Hubbard makes another excellent point here. He says, when you are serving only the same people all the time, you can hit a saturation point all filled up by never offering their next action. Okay, so, you know, you say, well, I have a limited public, you know, business is very stagnant. We don't know what's wrong. I'll tell you what's wrong. You need to start offering something else, something new, the next action they need. I had a guy uh, uh, hit a saturation point in his area. He was amazing. He, he was a chimney sweep. A chimney sweep company, they did so much promotion. They handed out so many flyers. He actually started a flyer company. He was just offering this one service. And uh, all of his chimney sweeps, by the way, had to be geniuses because they didn't just sweep chimneys. They also had to upsell because the flyers would offer, uh, you know, a price on a chimney sweep that would basically just break even. But then they also had uh, additional services and, you know, chimney repair and this and that and accessories for the fireplace and whatnot. So, you know, the chimney sweeps actually had to be pretty darn good salesmen as well. But the irony was he never surveyed says the next, this next action requires a survey. Like why not survey these thousands of public that he had in this area, uh, in this city and find out, you know, what other services that he offers. Turns out the guy was a Mason. These guys are all clever. So then he was able to start offering chimney repair, hearth repair, hearth construction, chimney construction. These are all additional services that he could then offer. But what are they going to accept? You better survey first. But if you're reaching a stagnant saturation point with the service that you're offering, maybe you ought to start investigating and surveying to find out what is the next service that you can offer the same public. Of course, you should always be working on expanding your public as well, but it's just a point. So Mr. Hubbard goes on to say, so surveys of old customers and new customers have to be done and each promoted to. Thus, you have different publics which have to be surveyed. In this case, old public and new public. Each requires a different survey and a different survey action and different promotion. That was the other thing. It's like this guy was handing out only flyers for new customers. He was doing no promotion for old customers. I said, well, why don't you do a newsletter for your old customers? He says, why would I do that? They get so, I hand out so many millions of flyers. I'm sure they see my flyers. Yeah, sure they see your flyers, but they're a different public, okay? 
They are your old customers. You're going to, they have different uh, things that they are going to respond to, what we call buttons. Okay, they have different buttons than the new customers do. You need to educate them. You need to enlighten them further. So you need to survey them. And they get their own promotion. Keep their identities. Keep their addresses. And start mailing to them or emailing them uh, as we would normally do today. Okay, so there are some great examples from Mr. Hubbard. Very easy to do. Any one of you can do this. In fact, uh, let's give you a homework assignment to make a note of these uh, different types of surveys. And make sure you do them in the coming week in the coming couple of weeks, you actually do these surveys, uh, very simple, not sophisticated. You don't have to hire anybody to do it. You just do it or you have your staff do it and you review the results, you tabulate the results and you're going to have some, oh my God, uh, realizations about what you can and should be promoting to whom. Okay. So he, he wraps up this article by saying survey lack of is the weak link in all promotion. To better your stats, you must get this in. Failure to survey can cost you thousands in ineffective promo and tens of thousands in lost stats. So the word is survey, exclamation mark. Know before you promote, exclamation mark, L. Ron Hubbard. All right, so there you have it. Surveys, pretty simple subject. I promised to do an episode on surveys some time ago. Uh, I just remembered that I never delivered it, so now you have it. Uh, use it to raise your stats, okay? And um, don't forget to write us at info at wiseeastus.org with your questions and with your successes. You probably gather that I survey your successes. So I do appreciate you sending in your testimonials. It lets me know what is interesting you, what you are responding to, what you're not responding to, so that we can improve the podcast and help you even further than we have. We've, we've been getting tremendous um, successes back. So evidently we are of value to you. So we're going to keep on doing this. But uh, we love it when we hear back from you. It's a two-way conversation here. So write us at info at wiseeastus.org. Let us know how you're doing and how you're getting along with this information. And uh, we will talk to you next week. <laughs>